And may I just say, gentlemen, after editing that wonderful thing, mm. how fucking annoying the two of you are. <laughs> I'm perfect. <laughs> Obviously. And yeah. why are we so annoying? I leave gaps, don't I? Yeah. Yeah. You better cut the pause snarks. And you. <laughs> yeah, I've done a lot. What's all about? Actually, I've got to the point where I recognise that waveform and yes. cut it out without even looking at it now. It looks like a, a belt headed jobby. <laughs> So, welcome to Don't Jump the Shark. I'm Ross, and uh, here is tertiary character A, Grant. Well, I really think Hitman is about the duality of man. It's, you know, it's how a man can be closed off from the world, can eventually open up with the love of a good woman. Oh, sorry, I forgot what podcast I was on. <laughs> Hitman, more like shit man. <laughs> <laughs> and here's the love attraction that we all have, Bob. Stop touching me. <laughs> I have nothing else to say. <laughs> so this is a uh, podcast studio 2.0. What do you think? Smaller, yeah. tighter. It's very more <laughs> DVDs. <laughs> it's smaller and tighter. We went and they have a surgical procedure to get this smaller. You know. Every man's dream. Yeah. <laughs> um, if you hadn't guessed, uh, this episode's film is Hitman. The Acclaimed, no, 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 <laughs> can't even pretend that one. Couldn't do that with a straight face. <laughs> the, the, uh, this was a spate of um, video game transfers, wasn't it, Grant? Very low rate, low budget, but yeah. still seemingly incredibly shit. Yeah. Wait until you get to my choice if you want <laughs> low budget and shit. <laughs> so here's what we do every episode. We take a film that's good up to a point and then goes too far. We'll talk you through the film and point out that jump the shark moment where we feel it goes off the deep end. Could be five minutes in, could be five minutes from the end. As always, we've locked ourselves in a grape farm where we raise grapes when we were young. <laughs> Sorry, that was my favourite line from this film. My father I raised grapes. <laughs> <laughs> now come on, little grape, you shouldn't hit your brothers. <laughs> raise is not the right word. Grow is the word you're looking for there. And we studied to film separately, so we have no way of knowing each other's chosen shark jumping moment. So the question that uh, Grant came up with earlier on was. Um, if you were a hitman, which member of Grown Ups 2 would you kill? So, Grant? I would um, I would go for Sandler. Would you? Yeah, just take the head off the snake. <laughs> <laughs> but what if seven more heads then appeared? I don't think that would happen. I think it would be like the end of Return of the Jedi. And you, you know how once the Emperor's gone, the Empire just gives up. Yeah. <laughs> we just give up and count their millions and not make any more films. <laughs> Uh, David Spade for me, thank oh, you. Oh, David Spade. Any particular reason? I would actually like to decapitate him with a spade. <laughs> if I could. Well, let's call a spade a spade. <laughs> with a spade. With a spade. And I would like to drown Adam Sandler in sand. 
<laughs> such a thing could happen. <laughs> I'd like to swing my mate James and hit Kevin James repeatedly <laughs> about the head. <laughs> then throw every member of the pop band, James, at him. So, <laughs> so that hopefully uh, Paul Blart 2 would never be made and Grant could never make even more Paul Blart mall cop jokes. <laughs> I know you love that film. You can't touch greatness. <laughs> Synopsis. Who would you like to read it as? Diana. <laughs> the, queen, the Queen of Hearts? <laughs> I don't remember her in this film. She but Bob, she's just a candle in the wind. <laughs> Please. Do you remember that in uh, Garth Marenghi's Dark Place? <laughs> then again, she was like a candle in the wind. Unreliable. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great show, everyone check that out. Superb. I rounded the corner feeling compact and meaty like corned beef. <laughs> That's my favourite line from Garth Marenghi. The production values of Garth Marenghi's Dark Place are a bit similar to Hitman. <laughs> a bit better. And like Garth Marenghi, it was running up to seven minutes under every episode, so they used slow-mo to spin some of them out. <laughs> okay, so, Bob, I'd like to hear you read the synopsis as Diana, <laughs> the computer. Hello. <laughs> Welcome to the plot synopsis. <laughs> A gun for hire known only as Agent 47, hired by a group known only as The Organization, is ensnared in a political conspiracy which finds him pursued by both Interpol and the Russian military as he treks across Russia and Eastern Europe. <laughs> oh, I say. I'm not going to lie, I'm a little turned on right now. It's also available on Mills for Hire. <laughs> Veering on husband bulge territory here. <laughs> so, Grant, who are the assassins and assassinees? <laughs> assassinees. <laughs> in, this, in this epic. Uh, well, our top bill, Timothy Oliphant, or Mr. Stick to TV, please. <laughs> Look, Mr. Frodo, Oliphant's. An elephant. <laughs> <laughs> he really should stick to TV. Because when he's on TV, he does Justified, amazing. Mm -hmm. Deadwood, amazing. Mm -hmm. Die Hard 4, not so amazing. Yeah. <laughs> he's never really that terrible. He's always just not mediocre. That great. Yeah. <laughs> mediocre. Degree Scott? Degree. 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 Always good in my opinion. <laughs> fucking amazing, by the way. <laughs> Degree for doing the road. <laughs> well, he is. Isn't he, he is. He's from Glenrothes. Yep, he is. He's born about. Probably, well, not born, but used to stay about a mile away from where we're sitting at the moment in Rossi's Site B for the podcast. Site B. Site B. <laughs> <laughs> I guess your your old flat would be Site A. This would be Site B. That's the strip. And my flat would be Site C. <laughs> we don't get to visit Bob. record it wrong. So. No. No. Because there's cling film on all the seats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You'd all be shrink wrapped <laughs> and held prisoner in the same way that you chained me to your radiator in the olden days. Ross, have you ever seen the show Dexter? <laughs> so that's why he's always so clean shaven. That makes sense now. Mm -hmm. <laughs> right, so after. Okay, you would you like to, <laughs> would you like to know just, some actors? Yes, please. <laughs> just continue. <laughs> <laughs> on that bombshell. Uh, Diggory Scott, yeah. So, he was in a film we've done before. Do you remember which one? Mission Impossible 2. Aye. Correct. I suck in it. 
Uh, it was an Ever After. Nice. Take the word for it. Take the word for that. Was that the one with Tom Cruise? No, that was the one with... Um, that was Legend. Drew Barrymore. Mm, never it was a retelling of the Cinderella story, but even shitter. Magical. <laughs> and he's in Enigma. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I thought I might mention a reasonably good film that he's made. <laughs> Just to buck the trend a little bit. <laughs> so who else? Olya Kirilenko. Olga, Olga Kirilenko. Oh, is that who that was? Mm-hmm. Of James Bond fame. Yeah, she's in Quantum of Solace. Yeah. You're correct. Mm-hmm. She's also in Max Payne and Oblivion. <laughs> Clearly, Do you have to work with a cruiser if you're in this film. <laughs> then Robert Nepper, or as I like to call him, the paedophile from Prison Break. <laughs> <laughs> T-Bag. I know that's shorter, but I always refer to him as the paedophile from Prison Break. This is what you know him best. So he was in Prison Break. He was also in a film which I love, and I think you might like it too, Ross. I'm just having a quick look to see if it's in your place. It's not in alphabetical order now. Can't see it in sight B. <laughs> good night and good luck. No, remember we had this conversation before and I thought that was the thing with Nicholas Lindhurst. <laughs> oh, yes. oh, my God. God. Good night, sweetheart. <laughs> no, no. You can't get them confused. One's got Nicholas Lindhurst, one's got George Clooney. No. Oh. One is a film. The other one is not. The other one has Nicholas Lindhurst in it. Okay. He's, he's also on Transporter 3, who was directed by the guy with the best name on the planet. What, yes. What was his name? Oliver Megaton. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, director Xavier Gens. Xavier Gens, yeah. Yeah, he did Frontier and The Divide. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's with me here. Yeah. No, I've totally heard of them. Definitely. <laughs> Two of my favourite films. But <laughs> there's a film he's working on at the moment. Did you look at his IMDb? I did. I did. <laughs> Do you know what I'm going to say then? I think so. Paris, I'll kill you. That <laughs> likes the Paris with love. It's, it's That's a sequel. Oh dear. It's the slightly more violent. 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 I love the violence. Some of the violence. Pretty good, yeah. Fun the violence. This Paris with love. It's too non-violent, yeah. Uh, wasn't he the Swedish chef, not the, the French chef? <laughs> yes. Yes. But he holidayed in Sweden. The, this film only had one writer, and it's another person we've seen before. Shit writer. Or rather, not seen, because he's the writer. <laughs> what am I talking about? Should never be seen. <laughs> Shit nudes. Skip Woods. Yep. I think we could skip over him. Oh! Ding! Rimshot. Into the woods. Into the woods. <laughs> With the paedophile guy from Prison Break? <laughs> and, and the woodsman. And the woodsman. <laughs> I say, Kevin Sausage. <laughs> That's where all the paedophiles like to hang out, apparently. <laughs> paedophile um, central in the woods. <laughs> I know that's never in his orange ads, is it? (laughs) (laughs) We also have the kids club. (laughs) Oh dear. He's got the hollow man in it though. Oh he does, he does. Remember me kids, I used to rape people. And that guy who gets killed on Friday the 13th with the arrow sticking in his chest. 
He's <laughs> that's kind of funny, odd. <laughs> so, uh, um, are we stalling talking about Hitman here? But <laughs> we might be. Uh, skip um, words you said. X Men Origins Wolverine. Shit. All roads lead back to that, really, don't they? We've mentioned it a lot. We also did uh, Swordfish and the A-Team. Shit. Mm. A-Team was watchable. But I don't think that was down to him. I don't think so. If you like um, people editing code on screen while techno music plays, that's uh, Swordfish. That's <laughs> <laughs> your guy. Does <laughs> 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 Hugh Jackman not get blown in that film as well at one point? Yes, he does. How nice for him. Mm. Mm. That's Berry, she's got quite a mouthful. He must be uh, Hugh Jackman's go-to writer. That's what I was then. thinking, yeah. yeah. <clears throat> what an idiot. Well, what that's else? it. Did he not do the recent Die Hard epic? Yes. Uh, live. No. Good day to A good day to is the one he did. Cunt. Okay, <laughs> 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 <Keep> Bob. <laughs> <laughs> He, he besmirched the good name that was Die Hard 2. I'm making something worse. Arse. Do you think I could um, do that at the start? <laughs> Welcome to the 50th show. Cunt. And then just keep on. Yes, because it is, yeah, it's our 50th episode. Mm-hmm. Happy 50 years old, Ross. <laughs> I'm so old! <laughs> well, I'm a lot younger than you two. This podcast was produced one year at a time! <laughs> <laughs> okay. So you must be only about 10 years old. <laughs> yeah, I'm going skip into the woods no, with Kevin yeah. Bacon. He found <laughs> me in the woods! <laughs> and I said, Have you seen my podcast? I have boiled sweets in there! <laughs> Yeah, okay. <laughs> no, your, your image of a pedophile is just an old person. <laughs> <laughs> so that guy, yeah, yeah. is it Family Guy? <laughs> That's my brother's originals <laughs> and a phone book. <laughs> That's the two things you need to be a pedophile. <laughs> Are you doing the J.R. Hartley guy? <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> J.R. Hartley. Fly fishing. By J.R. Hartley. There's a good one for their American listeners. Fly I'm fishing totally in that. the woods. <laughs> you make it on YouTube, though. Yellow Pages advert. You do. You, do, do, do. you certainly do. You get everything on YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> hey, guys, I've heard of this new place. It's called YouTube. <laughs> you get everything. It's amazing, man. And if YouTube want to take that bit of audio and use it as an advert, <laughs> and give us some money. It's a magical go. place where all videos there are slowly linked to pornographic sites. <laughs> well, <So. laughs> I will say it does start with the last we were talking about the white credits, the flashy credits. Mm. This one at least is sensible. It knows it's got a low budget. Mm. White credits, black background. Yep. And then it tries to give you a bit of story with that. A bit of the kind of the where hitmen come from type thing. Yeah. I'm not believing it, but I appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you not think to have someone deep undercover? What you want to do is shave their head and give them a, a tattoo, <laughs> a barcode, a very visible one, <laughs> and have them always dressed the same. Well, I'm kind of, yeah, I was, I was, you know, there's a lot of points about that. <laughs> strangely enough, did anybody else notice the other film that this kind of was strangely reminiscent of? 
there's a lot of films this film no, strangely just at the all. very start when the, the, the credits are rolling and mm. we're getting a bit of the backstory about like oh, kind of when he was a kid and that mm. Schindler's List <laughs> he's getting his head shaved he's getting put into like solitary confinement all that stuff you like I would never have linked that with Schindler's List watch it again there's a, a tattoo with a number on it yep <laughs> yep all that kind of stuff mandatory tattoos that you can't get out of that starts at the Used beginning of Schindler's List serialise people no but you know what I mean I remember a candle and a train alright you know what I mean <laughs> we, d- we really don't <laughs> elements of the holocaust let's go for maybe not Schindler's List you're saying these guys are Nazis <laughs> I'm saying that the hitman is actually a Jewish hitman which is fine mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. especially what was the what was the one what was the good film with the Jewish hitman come on come on Jewish hitman yes the one with Spielberg yeah directed yeah what was it called Munich Munich that's good. Jewish hitman. That mm-hmm. should be put into the same category. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly the same category. Yeah, right. If I could just quote The Simpsons for a second, Ross. Dig up, not down, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> so, I was yeah, thinking. I, I love a cult that trains killers. I love it. I was thinking it was more like the beginning of 300, where they have to send the kids out and they have to fend for themselves, kind of thing, and survival of the fittest. Mm-hmm. It's the same sort of thing. Yep. But this is a bit more classy. <laughs> you don't see as many muscles in this. No. Exactly. Yeah. Or crap CG. Right, or right away, there's no crap CG, but in the 300s you get it all over the place. Mm. But anyway, that was that was the beginning. It's a bit like Bourne, isn't it, as well? Uh, they're trying to be At the same Bourne. Time, yeah, yeah. That's a heavy influence. Mm. Well, how about this for some um, character development? Um, when Diggory Scott, when you first get introduced to him, he walks up and puts his badge next to a picture of his family. Yep. <coughs> Subtle. Well, I thought that, again, I thought I'm that a cop was... and a family man. I thought that Here's was a, gun. a good use for their budget because then they don't have to get the extras in to be the wife and the kids and all the rest of it. True, true. Just, just trimming the fat to get to the point you want to make. Yep. It's probably just a picture of Dougie Scott's own kids as well. <laughs> probably. Degree, if you've got a picture you could bring in to set could tomorrow. You just, could you <laughs> no, I don't, Kevin Bacon in the woodsman. <laughs> Here's some crayons, Degree. Could you draw something for me? <laughs> yeah, I could draw like a mummy and a daddy. <laughs> and two children. And a dog with the floppy ears. <laughs> and that's Glenn Rothis in the background. <laughs> That'd be bra like. <laughs> I last meant it like. <laughs> yeah, that's pure good picture, I did. <laughs> oh, yeah, I thought that was quite efficient. So far, I'm yep. going with it. So well, far. I, I called this scene the exposition kitchen. The exposition <laughs> kitchen is a very good way of putting it. Because yep. it's just some plot being told to you mm-hmm. through... Pictures. Pictures. It's the classic, to, you know, a character is going to talk you through the film, even though they don't then go into a voiceover, it's, which is a bit weird. It's the classic, the beginning is the end. Yeah. And like the Smashing the Pumpkins one, yeah. as the Smashing Pumpkins one said, in a, a song they wrote for Batman and Robin. <laughs> good standard, good standard. Because they wrote that for Batman and Robin, no doubt in my mind or anyone else's. <laughs> so yes, yeah, during this flashback, we find out that Dougray Scott's an inspector with an Interpol. Mm-hmm. Inspector Interpol. <laughs> but this is all told over shots of some shantytown, would that be right? It's called Shantytown. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> In Niger. Yeah, it's uh, the same place where Resident Evil 6 is, mm. I do believe. I believe so. 
Big shanty towns. Yeah. Lots of shanty towns. The game makers of Resident Evil 6 watch this. <laughs> <laughs> it's so. a good place that we could have our next one. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody will say this game is racist. <laughs> 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 there was a bit of a furor over that, wasn't there? There wasn't. Yes. Apparently it was really good as well, which kind of put you in that Catch-22 situation, you know. Mm. Do I encourage the racism or <laughs> buy this quite good game? <laughs> no, I didn't much care for it. <laughs> Other people did. So, so yeah. <clears throat> the hitmen are programmed for one purpose, to kill. To kill. Well, to kill. Mm-hmm. Who says he's the best? He's he the, best the best of the best. You know what that reminded me of? Is, he's um, the best around! <laughs> The, the guy I used to travel through uni with, mm-hmm. James, who guested on our Star Wars Episode 3 episode. Um, this girl who was a bit infatuated with him once wrote him a story and illustrated it and gave it to him. <laughs> and that reminded me of uh, oh, The Mouse Funeral. Yeah, I remember that. Where the the mouse became a cold-hearted killer at the end mm. because the, killer, the human being had killed her brother. Something about chess pieces. <laughs> I can't remember what was going on. I'm so, very scarred by this. So that was my sphere of influence for this one. <laughs> so a bit strange then. Yeah. But this is where we get to find out just how good he is. Because there's this random guy getting tortured. Yeah. He gets his arm chopped off and I was like, oh, that's got to hurt a bit. <laughs> but uh, secretly the hitman's implanted him with explosives. Yep. The good old uh, man on fire. To take out this particular yep. guy that's thing. torturing him. And then boom. Yep. And that's just what you're thinking when you see the amputation CGI as well. Like, boom, yeah. that was amazing. <laughs> <laughs> Bang goes the arm. <laughs> Another one in the net. <laughs> Don't worry. Another was... one in the net for the CGI, guys. <laughs> he was armless. <laughs> oh. And the award for worst joke of the podcast. <laughs> no, 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 no. Not yet. There's <laughs> more to come. <laughs> so. so this is obviously the shantytown level, <laughs> yeah. as uh, as we know from the. Let's pretend this is a game, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we don't get to see any of it. We just get to see this is how good he is. Mm-hmm. Next scene. <laughs> Next scene is Dugray talking to the general. Yeah. Putting pins on a board, saying yeah. this is where he is. This is where he's been. He's so good. And he's he can't so ever good. Find him. He's totally good. Because <laughs> he, he's got a weird accent in this where he sometimes he's doing his terrible, terrible English accent mm-hmm. they had in mm-hmm. Desperate Housewives. It's like. And sometimes um, he just can't help but veer into Scottish. <laughs> <laughs> What's his name? John Hanna in the Mummy films? Oh, yes. Where he's trying to be so aristocratic in English and actually he's just broad Scots. <laughs> it's just terrible. Just be one or the other. Please don't ever mention that. <laughs> <laughs> ever again. Especially number three. Holds a very painful place for Grant. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> Sorry, Grant. <laughs> do apologise. Stop slapping me! I'll <laughs> <laughs> teach you to mention a mummy. <laughs> so, so, what is it he says? He says, um, of course you wouldn't have caught him. He's a ghost. Which is what he really should have said is, he's a ghosty. He's a ghosty. I'm googly man. <laughs> or if they'd had Billy Zane in the role, he could have said he was a ghost who walks. He's a phantom. He's a phantom. <laughs> Slam evil. Slam evil. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Now you can mention that film anytime you want. <laughs> oh, I'm always up for a bit of phantom. <laughs> So what do we think of Timothy Hawthorne as 
Hitman. We've mentioned before we think he's better at TV, but like physically in the role, See, I think he's quite solid in this. He's quite a, he's a solid performer. Mm. He always gives a good performance. He's, he's always got a good air of there's something else going on on the surface. Aye. He's I mean I think Justified is his best for yeah. that, where there's something ticking and going on and you. It's all you done with the eyes and the face. Yeah. yeah. Whereas in this, I thought not so good. <laughs> no, but. Particularly because of the he, needs a, really he needs a cowboy hat. Let's be honest. <laughs> was it a bald cap? I can't remember. Well, thing, no, I think he did shave his head. No, I think this. he did. He did shave his head. Because his head. He's, he's not big enough a star to not shave his head. Yeah. He's, like Hitman was like bald-headed, broad-shouldered killer. Whereas in this, there's several times you're pretty sure he's wearing L, like shoulder pads, and there's like the build element to him that I'm not. So you've seen him sitting down. It's because he sits though. His muscles bulging. It's because he sits like his yeah. shoulder level. I know, I know, and that that was kind of the 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 thing. But like Hitman, because of the pixels at mm. the time, had like a straight up neck, <laughs> and then a rounded off head, and they kind of kept that shape for the next few films. So he had this like tremendously muscular neck, whereas <laughs> Timothy Oliphant has quite a skinny neck and a, mm. an extremely polished bald head. <laughs> so you're upset by his shape. Yes, <laughs> I don't. I don't think his build fits the character. But then I was trying to think who else you could put in. And this is your criticism of that thing. <laughs> you don't like. I think. He, I think he should have had neck implants for this. <laughs> <laughs> I think that would work better. But then I was trying to think who else I would like bald stars I would put in it who are like actually just naturally bald. Somewhere, Timothy Elephant is calling you one mother. <laughs> Do you know how many hours I put in the gym to get like that? <laughs> I was trying to think of people who could play him. Oh and I was thinking Vin Diesel. No, well, I'd heard Diesel. Billy Zane. That's why I mentioned Billy Zane. I'd heard he was I just love that that's your criticism of his acting. <laughs> your, in this. your problem with his performance <laughs> is his shape. Is his neck. <laughs> it's specifically his neck. Uh, like, his shoulders are big. <laughs> And his head is like fine and round, but then like he's just got a skinny wee neck. I've had a couple of problems with him in the past, but it's never to do with his shape. It's his performance only. Like Scream Two, if you ever see that, mm. by the end of that, he goes so over the top. He's hitting the moon, and uh, the film Go, the Doug Liman film. Oh no, I think he is all right in that. With him in but Go he's just over is the top. his shape. <laughs> 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 Damn it! Somebody will agree with me. <laughs> but in this, I thought, oh, he's fine. I mean, we're justified. He's uh, matured the TV as an actor. Series, uh, and I think even with. since Hitman, he's matured as an actor. The thing with TV is the TV takes its time to set things up, and you get to know more of the character. Yeah. Whereas this is just a ninety-minute film. Mm. You've got to go in both feet, haven't you? Oh, two. He's a little underwritten too. Let's no, be honest. I would say so. There's a big problem. He's very with sparse writing. in lines, and I think that stops him. Like he, he's trying to portray cool-blooded killer, and instead he plays the most boring guy you'd want to the speak most to at a party. Uptight individual you've ever met. <laughs> you just like. What is it? Robin Williams him. says in uh, Good Morning Vietnam, um, that guy is the the, the the guy that's most in need of a blowjob <laughs> I've ever met. Yeah, that's Hitman. That's who yeah, he is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's true. Well, luckily for him. <laughs> At the bar? Yeah. And as a bald man, this happens to me all the time. <laughs> Girls come up to me, they say, you're not using the right glass for that drink. Let me change glasses for you. And I'm like, okay, on you go, sweetheart. 
what feel ha- free. What happens next, Grant? <laughs> she looks at me and says, sorry, your shape is just... <laughs> <laughs> What's happening with your neck? <laughs> <laughs> it's, just... A prob- it's just a problem all bald men have, Ross, I'm sorry. <laughs> he looks at her like she's an alien. <laughs> like she's some subspecies that he's never seen before. Yeah. Which I guess is the idea, but it's just weird. Mm. It's just weird. And then he walks away. He puts two, like is this where he puts the two guns in the ice box and he goes yep. and does something with the balcony. Luckily, I, I thought he was playing with marbles. <laughs> uh, I really thought he was. Things down. It all got a bit Willy for a second. What? In which case, there you go. There's who you cast <laughs> as Hitman, Brian Cox. <laughs> oh, now there's a Hitman. Hey you, I'm gonna kill you. <laughs> he was. He was I'm gonna fucking end you, pal. <laughs> he was Hitman in Laska's Good Night. Oh yes, he was. True, true. But he's turning trousers in that. Oh, was Samuel L. Jackson, wasn't it? That was Samuel L. Jackson. He was fascinated by the dog that's got someone up his shite pipe. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> oh, Brian Cox. Can we do another Brian Cox? Yeah, I know. So I'll miss him. <laughs> <laughs> I don't miss Steve the Beef, though. No, I'm quite happy to not do it. It's been a while. Been Even a while. though every single one of his films fits our format. <laughs> 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 So yeah, he's, he's sitting in his wee hotel room and he's reading about how to interact with the ladies. Well, what the point? Come on. Luckily at St. Petersburg, mm-hmm. when he puts his guns in that ice box. Because yeah. <laughs> if that was, let's say, California, and that was a motel, there'd be people going back and forth and back and forth. Oh, I've got a bucket of ice and two Tech-9 machine guns. How nice. <laughs> Look at oh, this, is, this is strange. They're loaded. No. Oh well. <laughs> You'd be loaded after. <laughs> what do you think? Bearing in mind some of the films we've done in the past, like say, um, I Robot Ross. Mm-hmm. What do you think of this scene of him in the shower? Mm, I'd give it about two, no, three out of five Smiths in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> Shape wise. If, if he'd worn a hat, he would have got a, a higher mark. <laughs> yeah, but. Uh, yeah, there's actually a good example. Mm. Will Smith in the shower, that's a good sheep. <laughs> <laughs> Timothy Elephant, <laughs> take him or leave him. Let's be honest here, Bob. It's because Timothy Elephant in this film looks like me, and he just, you're overcompensating for your in- attraction to me, aren't you? That's it. <laughs> We're going to cut to the core here. <laughs> Did you two just cross the desk and kiss each other <laughs> while I watch? <laughs> mm. You've got to do your mouth phone call voice. <laughs> you could be calling me right now. <laughs> I'm at home and have no children left. <laughs> oh, yeah. See, by the way, see if, see if someone asked me for a tattoo in the back of their neck, there's no way I'd tattoo what they'd asked for. <laughs> 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 by the time they found out, I'd be long gone. You had the Billy Clunder joke about a tattoo on somebody's back. A Scottish sailor in Japan is um, asks for a tattoo of a thistle on his back, but the person in Japan doesn't understand what a thistle is, so he's trying to explain it to him in kind of broken Japanese. And Japanese tattoo artists try to do it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, 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 he understands eventually. And he tattoos it on his back. He goes back to the the ship and he shows all the guys, and they're all killing themselves laughing. Can't work out why. It's because he's got a tattoo of pineapple on his back. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I'd just do a big penis on <laughs> Hitman loves the bovie or something. 
<laughs> IDST. <laughs> I saw something on YouTube again. YouTube, fantastic. Uh, this guy had a. He's got like a lack of hair, mm -hmm. and it seems to be disappearing at quite a rate. So he had a wee tattoo of a guy with a lawnmower. Just <laughs> his hair was receding. That's oh, pretty good. Quite witty. Until his hair recedes from exactly, that. Exactly. And then, and then they're like, why are you going to a lawnmower? And like, <laughs> come up with something else. <laughs> <laughs> so, Scottish character number two show. When was the last time you watched a major Hollywood film with two Scottish actors in it? It's quite impressive. Um, Penny Hart, and maybe? Cusick? Yes. Penny. <laughs> is this who this is? Yes. That's... Mm. <laughs> uh, What's his name in Lost? Desmond. Desmond. I have seen him before, Desmond. but I can't remember what I've seen him in. I didn't look him up. I should have. But I've definitely seen his face before. Mm. It, apart from his accent, I think he's actually genuinely quite a good actor. Like, in Lost, he was one of the best things in it, it for a while. He takes a, a really, really, what could be quite a cloying and annoying character in Lost, and he actually plays him pretty well. I th yeah, I, th I think he really did a good job in Lost. He's one of the few characters that I really felt for. The best episode I ever think in Lost was... Uh, uh, the constant it was called. And I find your penny. Yeah, it, it was brilliant. <laughs> I think it's. I think it's a really good episode of TV. And considering it was that far into the season, that they thought was just lost. I think that was. So again, lost. TV. There's a lot to work with. Yep. And here he's only got what twenty yeah. minutes of screen time at the most. Yeah, yeah he's only. Not I, even that. Yeah, not even that. He's not got long to win you over, does he? No. Which is a shame. Instead, he's just got this terrible Russian accent. And this well, angry weird. face. I mean, we were talking about this earlier, weren't we, Ross? Mm. For these two Russian character brothers, they've mm. chosen a Scottish guy and a Norwegian. <laughs> <laughs> Who look nothing like, nothing each, like each other. other. Is it there's that, like a... He's like why, a 17-year age gap That's why you never them. see them together. <laughs> Is it that whole, um, like, if you want a German Nazi officer bad guy in, a, in an American action movie... You pick a pick a British guy because that accent Ray just Fiennes, seems to be so West. good. Yeah, or you get uh, if you want a a U boat captain from the USSR, you pick a Scottish person. <laughs> mm. So yeah. the, the <laughs> this is my this is my Shove your submarine. <laughs> Shut down. What did you say, sir? <laughs> <laughs> Um, so yeah, ultra secretive hitman's next assignment is to walk up to someone in the street and shoot them. Well, yeah, yeah. So he assassinates. Are we talking about that guy? The president. Or are you just talking about the part where he's got to assassinate somebody public? The girl, Diana. Taylor. Oh, the girl's after this bit. Yeah, because oh, yeah, so you've got to assassinate. You've got the whole president bit first, where he does his sniper. So Diana. The, the the princess of uh, computer chips. <laughs> Hello there. <laughs> she, uh, she gives him his next instructions, which are, you've got to assassinate somebody, and that's like fine. And then they say, yeah, but it's got to be publicly done. Now, I remember playing the Hitman game for mm -hmm. all of 20 minutes, which I think is as long as most people play Hitman for, <laughs> when you're like, fuck this, I've tried this once and he's not dead yet. <laughs> and you go, <laughs> right, so going balls out and just try to shoot them in the street didn't work it's all got to be about be you know, sneaking. sneaking up behind people strangling them disguise hiding their body disguise which does come in later on let's be honest. but there's there's a distinct lack of that in this scene which is just here pick a sniper rifle go up on a roof kill them blow up your package 
that's it. Blow up your package. Blow up your package. <laughs> you knew I was going to say something about that, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> he blows that package really well. <laughs> he went up onto that roof specifically to blow his package. <laughs> My God, it goes off with a bang. <laughs> Doesn't everyone behind him end up covered? Right? <laughs> At least in some dust, Grant, yeah. <laughs> so then he has to kill... Oli- he said he's been told by Diana that there's a witness. Yeah. Mm. So he just wanders up to her in the street to kill her. Again, not like Hitman. No. no. He's not in disguise. He's not using anything that's going to just kill her. It's nope. just. It's like Hitman when I play Hitman. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck it, I'm just going to do it. <laughs> Damn it, I'll be trying this. <laughs> Sometimes it works. <laughs> I'm tired of waiting in the shadows. <laughs> Another thing woods, woodsmen see. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, you know when, when they talk about who's killed a hundred people? Mm-hmm. See if he's killed like three people a day, you'd think he'd get through a lot more than a hundred. <laughs> hundred that they know about. Yeah. That's true, that's true. But uh, Debbie Scott knows everything about him. I know everything, all there is to know about this guy. <laughs> you you want to know about this guy, you come to me. See if I'm out to catch him, obviously. <laughs> and what do better like. with that? That's what he looks like. I don't know that. But we'll find him. <laughs> we'll find him. Well, we are, we are Interpol after all. Yeah, we are. And Nibby likes us. Clearly, everybody hates Interpol in this film. We've got some solid leads. I mean, if we just analyse the way he's killed these other 100 people, we're bound to kill him one, <laughs> find him one day. We're bound to. Jenkins, Jenkins. No, sir. <laughs> right, aye. Uh, we'll update soon. <laughs> Get back to work. <laughs> so, aye, uh, he's out in the street and he's going to kill this woman. But the woman gets into a... Is it a the woman gets into a, a limo? Well, somebody shoots for him. That's right. That's mm-hmm. right. And kills somebody else in the crowd. Mm-hmm. Another um, bald man, because you know what's happening here. <laughs> bald envy? No, it's... Uh, <laughs> barcode envy. <laughs> it's, um, it's all got very Highlander, because that's the way it is in the bald community. I can let you in on this, because I am bald. It's all got very Highlander. There could only be one. <laughs> We're all just killing each other one by one until there's only one bald man left <laughs> Which will probably be Bruce Willis. I was thinking this other hitman's disguise isn't very good either. It's pretty much the, the same. same as... <laughs> yeah. It's not like you're going to be like, oh, there's a construction worker up on the roof no. wearing a suit and tie. No. <laughs> that's another thing, actually, is how do they know it's this specific hitman that's killed those 100 people if there's a load of other people who look exactly the same wondering about also <laughs> killing people? Yeah, never explained, does it? Plot hole! <laughs> <laughs> we'll trip over quite a few of those. <laughs> there can be only one! <laughs> bang, bang! <laughs> There can be only bald. <laughs> I am bald. <laughs> so this is where I am bald. <laughs> I have inside me hair of kings. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so it's not the hair falling out; it's the hair receding inside. <laughs> <laughs> Tickling my brain. <laughs> so this is where Dugray reviews the news footage, and he realizes that the president must be dead, even though the news is telling everybody that he's not dead; he's just been grazed. Yeah. Because there's so much arterial splatter across the bodyguard. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's just one of those, like, 
in Soviet Russia, you do not ask the questions. Mm -hmm. The answers are told to you. In Soviet Russia, <laughs> we have ways of finding hitmen. Gun shoot you. <laughs> so they find them. They so tell. Yep. Mm. The hunter becomes the hunted. Well, that's what happens when you're bald with a barcode and you don't take any disguise <laughs> precautions. Yep. Or if you do take disguise precautions. You never disguise your head. <laughs> I mean, I know that's partly just so that you know it's him yeah. for the audience, but that doesn't really work. It's a bit silly. I think the audience would have known it was him. Because, yeah. I mean, let's be honest, if you're in a crowd and you're looking for a person, the first part of the body that you're going to see is the head. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and, like, you can eliminate everybody with hair. Oh, there's a bald guy. I'll take a chance at that. Oh, it's the back of his head. There's a barcode. Let's go. Which is why I'd make the perfect hitman. Because I'm so short. <laughs> Never spot me in a crowd. Like, I can hear his feet rustling. <laughs> but I would kill you balls first. <laughs> kill you one ball at a time. <laughs> one, one ball at a time. <laughs> so the film gets very... I am doing a Russian accent. Welcome to Marra <laughs> Ah, Interpol, we fucking hate you, bastards. <laughs> Ah, uh, you might hate me, but I'm still going to solve this case, even though I don't. <laughs> I'll, I'll have superiority here. <laughs> <laughs> so here we're 20 minutes in, and that's that sweet spot where something has to happen. So we're about to see how good so, the hitman is. The pedo from Prison Break shows up, isn't that yeah. what happens? Teabag. Yeah. Um, There's something a bit Buscemi about him as well, mm -hmm. though, eh? He's, he's not an attractive man. <laughs> No. You wouldn't trust him around your kids either. So. <laughs> he played is, a, an apt character. Which is fine, break. because what happens to him later on. Mm -hmm. And then Diana rings him up to tell him he's, uh, he's basically been dubbed in. Yeah. And that's the end of her part in this story. Apparently so. <laughs> which is she phones him up to say, look, I could get fired for telling you this, but the person you shot took out the hat on themselves. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Makes no sense to me either. Speaking of things not making sense, isn't this the bit where they're playing the game Hitman as well? Yeah, this is where he jumps off the balcony yeah. with his bare feet, then jumps through a window in his bare feet, smashes the window in his bare feet, <laughs> and gets up and runs away. And doesn't have to do the die-hard thing of oh yeah bastard, oh yeah bastard, oh yeah fucker, oh yeah, oh oh, ouch, ah nothing like that. But we're not going for realism in this. No, we see a good shot of the Hitman game though, and they turn yeah. around and start playing it again, and I they go, "That guy had nothing like the same <laughs> neck as this guy." <laughs> I think that weird though that the game Hitman exists in this world. Mm -hmm. So, what came first, the chicken or the egg? Like, what came first, the secret society and the reality of this film, mm. or the secret reality within the Hitman game? So is the Hitman game based on this real? Could they put based on real well, events in the Hitman like, game? <laughs> like when, uh, like when the Winter Olympics happens, and you get the computer <laughs> game comes out of it. It's mm. the same kind of thing. <laughs> it's just like terrorist tie, terrorist tie-in game. <laughs> is it sponsored by the Hitman? Well, when we come to do House Academy of the Dead, it is. when we come to do House of the Dead, there's certainly splicing the game in that. That's a good film. Can't wait for that. Which is interesting. <laughs> oh. I didn't mind it so much here. It's just a quick shot. I, I could tell right away it was a hit. It lingered, game, but it lingered. It was. That was a bad. I don't know if I agree. It was quick. It was passable for me. I think it's it like well. a, an eighties kids film, like Super Mario Brothers. Mm. You could have seen them playing Super Mario Brothers at some point. 
I could have seen that. I bet in Transformers the movie when Daniel's playing with an Optimus Prime toy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, like that. that'd be really good. <laughs> so he's quite lucky it's not hot in Saint Petersburg because he manages to get his guns out and nobody's taking them in the rice. Can I just say, those are some cool guns. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, zing! You're right. Uh, the crap jokes aren't. <laughs> we need to hold back oh, on that award, don't oh, we? <laughs> they're not over yet. He's putting those guns on ice. <laughs> Where is Arnie when you need a good catchphrase? Not with this guy, this guy's quiet as mouse. <laughs> Even with bloody feet. Ouch, ooh, ooh, ouch, ouch, ooh, ooh. I guess they knocked the shit out of him when he was younger, so that he doesn't feel pain anymore. Must be. Oh, he's a covert assassin running around a hotel with two guns. Yeah. You know who looks cooler than the Hitman at this point? Yeah. It's all the FSB like elite guards that yeah. come in with the, the face like, red, red tinted you like gas that? masks. Looks awesome. Looks awesome. Yeah, I hate them. <laughs> <laughs> if that's realistic, that's cool. <laughs> if I was, I was getting confused with another game. I thought it was I was playing Fallout Three. Fallout Three, yeah, totally the same. Mm. <clears throat> um, all they need is roller skates, and then it could be a return to it? <laughs> 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 this is a bit uh, that actually reminds me of the game as him hiding the body. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's his first instance of that. And I know he crosses. Well, I guess his, you've got his, guns. his outfit. Yeah, too, because he's and the, the same Joe, Joe Barretta's yeah. type thing as well. Mm. Yeah, there's a lot of references to the game which you appreciate. Mm-hmm. But he actually, when he goes to where he goes from here, he manages to get the same Tops. suit yeah. and tie. tie. It's exactly the same. <laughs> So how, how did he pay for that? The organisation. Who wanted him dead? But did he play like, by switch and he scanned the barcode and he said. <laughs> I'd imagine he's got like an unlimited credit card or something like that that they thought he would never use because they hoped he'd be dead. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right though. Like in the Born Automatum, you do see him like go to drop boxes and yeah. things where he can pick up like stuff he's documents left. and that, and you're like, oh but yeah. That's a clever film. It's, yeah, yeah, it's trying to add a script. bit of realism, which this film never really tries no, to do. No, no, no. I don't believe for a minute this guy exists in my world. <laughs> <laughs> There's no um, point where you're scared. Yeah, no. Correct <laughs> no. me if I'm wrong, Bob, was it the guy in this bit up, Captain Hollister from Red Dwarf? The fat general Captain mm-hmm. Boy? Nah. No, I wasn't. No. Just looked very like very him. like him. <laughs> He's also an alien, isn't he? Mm. So Dugray, this is where he goes up to his room and searches through the Hitman stuff. And he takes is it an ear pierce he takes? It takes yeah, 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 it takes like a little remote listening device, doesn't it? If I can't touch you, I will have this and dream. <laughs> <laughs> well, funny you say that. He also refers to him as my boy. My boy. <laughs> my boy. Our boy. It's all a bit broke back hit, man, eh? I think there's a bit of I bromance. I just can't hit you. <laughs> a bit of bromance going on there. Don't you love the bit, though, where he says... I understand what's going on here. You're telling me to fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> Which comes back later. And he then tells him to fuck off. That's going off this. <laughs> Say, that's my hometown. <laughs> so eventually, Hitman kidnaps this woman. Yeah, just the, magically the, manages the, the to track her down. The girl with the tattoo face. Yeah. Yep. The girl with the, <laughs> the dragon, it's tattoo, a dragon face. tattoo, isn't it? The girl with the dragon tattoo. <laughs> <laughs> blah blah whore doubles blah blah, blah transitions first <laughs> in the trunk with a dead body that you find out Hitman only killed because he had a gun oh. and was going to kill her well what a nice guy 
such such for a what, gent. For whatever reason, my note at this point is that you have a tattoo of a cake under your beard. <laughs> <on> your <face. laughs> I don't know why. I did. <laughs> what? <laughs> I can't remember why I said that. Tattoo of a cake. That must have been after your, your concussion <laughs> when you banged your head. <laughs> It's just me, just, you tell me that. <laughs> this is a joke about me. <laughs> is that why you've got that beard? <laughs> you've got an ugly tattoo, tattoo under there. a cake underneath. <laughs> and what, you just want to eat it every time you see it in the mirror? It was like an Atkins type thing. If I yeah. looked at it, I wouldn't have to eat cake. Right. You know, Russ has always had that beard the whole time I've known him, and I've known him since he was 10. Why <laughs> <laughs> It's, uh, it's a big long beard <laughs> You were tattooed at 10 <laughs> You hard bastard Had my first kill by 11 Bob <laughs> Well I had my first kill by 9 <laughs> It was my soul <laughs> And so um, Diggory Scott's assistant I started to I know this is not his first appearance But this is just when I started to notice him <laughs> But I like, well, I like the fact that he's bald as well Yeah that's Jenkins. Let's hire a bull to catch one. <laughs> I'll Jenkins. get that bull for you. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, this is where the he, he says uh, they're basically going to stop all traffic and all trains and all the yeah. rest of it, apart from the main train which is going into further into Russia. Well, yeah. So. And degree knows. Well, I think anybody would know. To that's the train he's going to get. <laughs> Because he knows his boy, <laughs> doesn't he? <laughs> well enough to trail him, but not catch him. <laughs> That's my boy. That's my boy. Starring Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> <laughs> no, that would have been a better film. <laughs> Could have been a nice rom-com, then. Dickie's never really gone down that same route. No. Eh? Which is weird, because you never thought like Gerard Butler would. Mm. 300 to the bounty hunter <laughs> guess there's still an action element to that but they not do one that was all about yeah he did that uh, any of it. no is that another one where he did he not die he yeah, comes back as a ghost yeah. P- is it P- P.S. I Love P.S. I Love no, no that's hmm. Paul Anderson I don't know we are, we are wasting far too much time so we are so we are <laughs> Dougray Scott's no Gerard Butler. We don't care to find out. <laughs> so, well, no, I actually think that is a worthwhile debate. Dougray Scott versus Gerard Butler. In a fight? Or just acting career? Well, I didn't mean a fight, but now I want that to be the question. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think Dougray would fight dirtier. Yeah, he would. I think, he'd, he'd I th- throw dirt in his eyes, yeah, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he'd be the kind that would be like, oh, oh, I've hurt my leg. And as he goes over, just like... Rochambeau I'm writing the nuts <laughs> and he would laugh as he did it yeah. <laughs> I think he'd have a high pitch laugh take that you wee dick <laughs> Jared Butler would be all like my suit my suit oh it's $6,000 be careful oh don't hurt my suit did you see Jared Butler and uh, the guy from the A-team whose name is me, Bradley Cooper yeah. at the tennis no. yes I did yeah they were both like yay is that a bromance going on there even though Surely Bradley Cooper has no vested interest in either of the people we're in. Mm. <laughs> Other than, it's my mate's favourite team. <laughs> it's not really teams in, in tennis, Ross. 
Andy Murray is a team. Different. A team <laughs> of one. <laughs> when we say team Andy Murray, it's more about supporting him rather than he's actually a team. There's, there's no there's no I in team, Grant, but there is an A and an M and those are the initials of Andy Murray. <laughs> you got me there. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of doer... <laughs> Degree Scott. <laughs> he is a bit, isn't he? He could do with a bit of a laugh. He could, he? Be, he could play Andy Murray in the Andy Christ. Anyway, I won the tennis. It was great. Aye. 1.6 million or something. Aye. Not bad. Not bad. Nice we win. <laughs> yeah. yeah, we can make fun because we are the second best person in the world at something. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's right. <laughs> We're the best podcast. <laughs> and then what the second best podcast in the world. Definitely. <laughs> so arrogant. Uh, there's Ricky Gervais at number one, maybe, but we're right behind him. Fuck Ricky Gervais. <laughs> he needs to be dethroned. And we're the fuckers to do it. <laughs> if only you two were fucking funnier. <laughs> Fuck. Gotta carry this all myself. All these bad puns. Well, we did bring you on as a kind of Carol Pil- Pilkington figure. <laughs> that we could just sit here and rip the piss out of. That's why he's so short. He's got all the podcast on his shoulders. Unbelievable I'm hearing this for the first time. Even though secretly I knew it and I cried myself to sleep. <laughs> Alright, let's get back to Timmy Thorofont's weird body. Did you notice how he walks? Yes, perfectly normal. No. Incorrect. <laughs> <laughs> Do you mean like a lean fighting machine? He's like a panzer. Uh-uh. <laughs> he leads with one leg. Watch that scene where he runs away from the other bald hitman who decides to chase him for uh-huh. some bizarre reason instead of trying to cut him off. He, as he's walking along the platform, he doesn't walk like, yeah, you know, my body's swaying an equal amount on both sides. It's like, lead one leg. Drag behind, lead one leg, drag behind, lead one leg, drag behind. Have you ever seen how Tom Cruise runs? It's odd, isn't it? That's a weird run. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I admit there's other people that have weird runs, but that's just another problem. He can't run. (laughs) (laughs) Unless you're showing us a a free sausage roll. (laughs) 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 And he's right in the front of my queue. (laughs) I don't have any money, but here's some blues. I'll swap you for some of my energy, June. Which gets me through the 300 films I make a year. What does it take to change a man? (laughs) Eating less sausage rolls, you fat bastard. (laughs) This bakery is under siege. (laughs) (laughs) So, this is them at the train station, then. Yes. Because they know he's going to go on this train. So they turn up, the FSB turn up, some other hitmen turn up. I love his guard uniform at this bit though. And he actually has a disguise. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he does. Although you can see the barcode. Straight out of the game. Mm. Doesn't put the hat on for some bizarre reason. He keeps it on just for that we nod to the game in any detail. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Kind of like Judge Dredd. recognise me if I have this hat on. Yeah, it's like <laughs> Judge Dredd in the Stallone version. He's got to take the helmet off to see it's mm. Stallone. You couldn't tell, obviously. When in actual fact, like when you see the Carl Orbit version, it's a million, million times, times better. better. Yeah. If you leave it on. If you leave it yeah. on. Better, well, maybe. it's just a, a better film. It's mm. one of the best films last year. I think it was amazing. So yeah, it takes his hat off and it peeks around the corner to entice this hitman. Cooey! <laughs> 
Cooey. <laughs> Hello. Is this, the, uh, is this the other Hitman tracking him down? Uh, kind of uh, the one that you're saying that he runs away from yeah. <laughs> in a funny way. Lead. Kind of looks so. a bit like his dad, though. He is. Yeah, he's a bit he's older than in 20 years. He's a bit older. Yeah. That's why he makes a reference to it, doesn't he? Mm. When he puts him down. He's even got after a wee fight. a skinnier neck, mm-hmm. which I find more bizarre. <laughs> How could you have a skinnier neck than that? I like the way when he jumps over the the platform though he jumps mm-hmm. off the platform mm-hmm. and the other guy doesn't do the same to he's catch like oh him. shit he just did that I'm never going to make that because we've not mentioned at this point that for some reason this hitman's the best hitman he's the best of the best <laughs> the best of the best we the cream of the crop we mentioned it earlier he's the best of the best mm-hmm. I don't like it when films tell you that instead of just showing you that yeah show don't tell Oliver and they're about to no Xavier. Xavier. <laughs> They're about John? to show you because suddenly these three hitmen turn up that you've never seen before yep. the and then the, they decide to put the guns down. You know why, Bob. The, the Mexican, you know why. Come on. Wait Mex- now. Bob, you know why. What, these three hitmen turn up? Why did they turn up there? Why shouldn't they have went down there? I don't know. Tired to. It's a bottleneck. It's, it's a, a goddamn bottleneck. <laughs> See, they have a Mexican bald off. <laughs> and this is where he shows how good he is. Yep. He's then a the sword fight. <laughs> Let's put the guns down. Let's I start. challenge you to a sword fight. The Honourable Richard O'Brien will be my second. <laughs> <laughs> it's, uh, it becomes very Highlander at this point, doesn't it? <laughs> it's, it's really, really, really... And you really find out that the, the organisation isn't racist. Nope. There's a black guy there mm-hmm. just to throw a little bit extra into the mix. And they must have a certain amount of ego, these guys, because they think, there's three of us, we could just shoot you, but we'll actually just put our guns down mm-hmm. and we'll fight you with swords. I don't understand why they're all... Because we're better than you. They're not all against him. Mm-hmm. They're fighting all, each other. Yeah, because it is a Mexican standoff. They're all against each other. Why? So maybe it's like great white sharks. Should only be alone. <laughs> Very lonely existence. Do you think they tried to like whittle them down, or do you think they would like the person that but had killed them would have went back to like HQ and been like, I killed, I killed Agent Forty Seven. And why would you train two hundred people and go at the expense of all that and get them to kill each other? Yeah. <laughs> but that is what they're doing. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah they just have a big kill fest <laughs> you've invested like 18 at least 18 euros maybe 48 years given the older guy I thought you were going to say euros at least 18 euros <laughs> <laughs> years into these yeah. people of tri- like non-stop training mm-hmm. why why are you just getting them to kill each other plot hole plot hole <laughs> wait 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 don't step there Ross it's a plot hole <laughs> <laughs> a manhole <laughs> Plot hole. Did you notice that this film even got bored with itself um, when the, the bald guy was running down the long corridor? Mm. It was like, I can't be bored showing you this guy running the whole way. I'll just skip forward. <laughs> just like, flash <laughs> yes. forward. That was really <laughs> weird, wasn't it? <laughs> just, just edit it, maybe? Yeah, just tidy it up a wee bit. So of course he wins. Naturally. And he gets out of the train I love the bit where he Jack Bowers the guy, though. Oh, I've got to tell you. Is that the and stay down bit? Mm. I don't know if he says that there. It's where he he double kicks the guy out the train window. Mm. Yeah. Because Jack Bauer once did that to a terrorist. <laughs> nice. Totally plausible. <laughs> so if you are a hitman, mm. there's a lesson to be learned here. 
keep your belt tightly fastened at all times. <laughs> Otherwise, some other guy's going to rip it off you and hang you with it. Yep. <laughs> Very dangerous. Very dangerous. Very dangerous. Just like pumps. Very <laughs> dangerous. Public service announcement. Keep your belt tight. Yes. <laughs> First lesson in Hitman School. <laughs> keep that fucking belt on. Otherwise, he's going to strangle you with it. <laughs> you think you did that in class one day, just to show them? <laughs> Let me demonstrate. <laughs> Strangles a kid to death. <laughs> and that's what happens if you don't tidy your room. <laughs> <laughs> so Diggory's got to get shot here, eh? Yeah. But this is another instance of him tidying up after himself as well, because he puts them all in a big crate. Mm. And just packs <laughs> it and ships it off somewhere. How nice! Right, just based on the side, Japan. Uh, how nice! As they open that, Jesus Christ! <laughs> what the fuck? Probably ships These off. These aren't kiwi fruits. <laughs> <laughs> but you're right. Uh, Dougray gets shot here because Jenkins gets taken hostage. I love his reaction as well. Oh, it looks like he's taking a shit. <laughs> really big shit well my note is I guess I'm more thirsty than shot <laughs> <laughs> like, <laughs> but he was wearing a bulletproof vest mm-hmm. so he's not dead good good and it's only because of, is it Nika that, that still hurts was? though I would imagine so it, yeah, it that, breaks that his ribs still or something hurt. here it's broken his ribs um, and it's only because Nika said and I had a look at before and I cried like a little girl <laughs> <laughs> you've just recently got a bump in the head mm. wasn't that sore? it was ouch that was the manliest injury I've ever had during the washing <laughs> <laughs> washing related injury <laughs> man down man down <laughs> have you ever had a washing related injury <laughs> imagine I had to phone and sick to my work with that <laughs> I had to go to hospital because I hit my head when I was doing the washing <laughs> my boxer shorts were really sharp <laughs> there's got to have been worse excuses than that there's got to be I can't think of any. I, I had I had one at uh, an old place that I worked with a guy a guy phoned up and said that he was he was like miles and miles away from work and we were like, Okay, so drive to work and he was like, I can't. I've had too much to drink You're like, <laughs> 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 like A, this is the eleven AM shift so <laughs> how? Uh, and he was like, No no, it's from the night before. When you get in you're fired <laughs> You realise that, eh? <laughs> so again Diggory Scott tells someone to go fuck themselves and this is more Olya Korolenko yes mm-hmm. she's a whore she she's gets, literally she gets a whore put back that's, in the trunk that's not like one of a misogynistic comments she's playing a whore in this film she is yes but I feel like they were trying to melt the characters here slightly we're trying to make him a wee bit less yeah. edgy. Well, but ra- he got rid of the body. But rather than melt me, it's something rather firmed up for me. <laughs> <laughs> when she gets naked. The gratuitous torture scene. Well, oh, before we have the torture scene, no, she, she just gets, gets, gets naked. The, gets her out of the trunk. <clears throat> Which is quite funny because you'd expect her to be sitting in the passenger seat yes. at this stage. And she's moaning about, well, at least I got rid of the dead body yeah. type thing. And then there's all these like rural... Russian peasants sitting about. That's right. And uh, just hear a blazing argument from a guy in an Audi four <laughs> with, <laughs> with his extremely good-looking wife, mm. all speaking English. Like you wouldn't. 
as soon as anybody comes to you, be like, eh, they went that way, by the way. <laughs> 2007. I don't know who you're looking for, but they went that way. It's a more innocent time. Oh, the domestics we see in rural Russia. <laughs> Mother Russia. And then Grant's right. Muff. Muffs. <laughs> Muff. <laughs> I was feeling uncomfortable. <laughs> I wasn't. <laughs> well, we don't all watch the films naked, Grant. <laughs> it's the first time I felt justified in doing that. <laughs> yes, this has a reason. <laughs> Felt like a real arse during Mrs. Doubtfire. Until one year's bros never appeared. Hundred percent beefcake. Where did where does Timothy Elephant fare on the beefcake scale for you then, Ross? Oh, percentage. Very low. Very low. Kind of twelve? Or are you thinking? Or below? I'd say below ten percent. He's he's not rating on the beefcake scale oh, at all. Lord. There's no hair. At least need to be some hair somewhere. <laughs> Good Timmy, Timmy Elephant. <laughs> he went to a lot of trouble to be waxed. <laughs> but it wasn't for me. <laughs> it wasn't like I'll get waxed for Ross. <laughs> Not even hairy toes. No. Nothing. I'm surprised he has eyebrows. <laughs> did he have eyebrows? Yeah, he did have eyebrows. Yeah. Would it look really weird without eyebrows? <laughs> Turned down though. Not to me. <laughs> I don't need to know what expressions on people's faces. I don't like to know. <laughs> that way you can tell the judge you didn't know what he was talking about. You oh, couldn't see it in his face. I didn't see but that he looked disturbed. <laughs> then again, your dream man is sloth from the Goonies. Ah, sloth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm thinking about sloth. <laughs> It's only 10%. So... <laughs> so he's put the bug on, the Russian pedo guy. Yeah. Finds out he's in on it. That's a surprise. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The Rusky Polis have Uzis. I'm shocked. Mm-hmm. In Scotland they have batons. <laughs> <laughs> batons. We've got batons. I don't even think they really have them anymore. Nah, we just use our fists. <laughs> <laughs> Come to Scotland, get fisted <laughs> by the police. <laughs> I like to think I'm helping the Scottish tourist industry. <laughs> get lifted and fisted in Scotland. Maybe some of our female listeners, maybe. <laughs> uh, my brother's a policeman and listens to this podcast. <laughs> ah. Ah. Get lifted by our nice policemen who look after you. Did I mention you get three course meals in prison as well? <laughs> you sound like a Daily Mail headline. <laughs> Can you believe? Three course meals in prison. And you get a computer to do <laughs> podcast podcasting in prison. <laughs> <laughs> the big headline tomorrow. <laughs> and this is where it gets really bornish because we get off to Istanbul. Did you say bornish or boring? Bornish. Because <laughs> I, I would say boring. Is this before or after we have the CIA exposition? This is after, so you're right. We've the got the CIA it. exposition, because we hadn't guessed that maybe the person that Hitman shot was a double, or it was maybe the original, mm. and a double was taken over from. We haven't put those two together after they'd mentioned Saddam Hussein's doubles. Mm-hmm. So they have to take it painstakingly <laughs> apart. And point out piece by piece that 
this is this is the real one, and and that was the one you killed. It works hard to be over convoluted, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he's got the CIA insider working for him, or he owes a favor to. Mm-hmm. And he gives him this information about this. Is it a German arms dealer that's going to meet with the president's brother in Istanbul? He's a German, yeah. <coughs> so mm. off to Istanbul we go. Can I just mention at this point as well? The soundtrack of this film was terrible. It's just as bad as Resident Evil. It's all techno music. Especially this bit. <clears throat> you said it very <laughs> elegant when you said it. It's just terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it's just awful. I Go. mean. Oh, and again, right here you get uh, Nika being a bit uh, naked. A bit naked. <laughs> How much nudity was in her contract? Do you think? <laughs> like jumping the shark is a metaphor for erections. I'm there. <laughs> <laughs> This is where I jumped the shark. <laughs> Come past me, that. Not the top pillow, the one on the. Is that better, Ross? Sounding a bit less elegant again. <laughs> a bit more like myself again. Sorry. Oh, I had to have a fanny break. <laughs> Beg your pardon, sir. I didn't say that when I was sense. watching this film. <laughs> <laughs> So Interpol finally catch up with Oh, script. God. Back in the office where Dugray spends most of his time. <laughs> Do you know what else you get here? And here's somewhere where I, I would agree with you that Timothy Oliphant looks a bit weird. is the back of his head. And how many shots of the back of his head do you get? Because they're trying to make it look like the game. Mm-hmm. Like, I get it. I get it, Hitman. <laughs> I get what you're trying to do. You're trying to make it look like you're playing the game. We were talking about a film earlier on, and this will come in again, A Bittersweet Life, um, where there's a great show scene, as we'll see later on. But... Um, there's also a, a scene in that way. That's a great scene where he fights his way out of like a, a paper bag, <laughs> an, an underground holding place that he, he's hidden in, and they attached like a rigid camera to his like from his waist up, so that you were stuck behind him. And whatever way he faced, you saw and you saw like it was like you were playing a game. Now, how great would that have been in those settings where it, it made it look like the game? Because that would have done. Would you, you not think that just shows the director actually cared about what they were doing, tried to do something a bit unique? Yes. <laughs> Sorry, Xavier. <laughs> we can't say that about you. This is, this is again, it's just like Resident Evil, wasn't it? It's like a it's direct a for direct pay type one. Rip off, let's see what, what, what scenes from films do we like. Yeah. And let's try and copy them. Let's put an action film and the plot of this game together. And we'll come up with the Hitman film. Well, we still need about a third of a film. Okay, we'll have them discussing that Belikov's a double for the last remaining <laughs> third of the film. But I would say the direction I don't mind so much as the writing. The script is just terrible. Yeah. I hate Skip Woods. <laughs> <laughs> but we're at a point where he's going to have dinner with uh, Nikki? Nika? Yeah, Nika, Nika. yeah. Um, and we know from the Hitman games, dinner is never just dinner. No. Not with Mr. Hitman. Nope. That's always a mission on the card. So this is like a bit from the games where he poisons somebody's drink to get them into the toilet. Yes. So he can go in and just... Roger them. Roger them, kill them, <laughs> poison them, do no, whatever. I've not played that far in the game. <laughs> but he's guessing that's what he does. This is the arms dealer and he kills the bodyguards and then injects something into his neck. Yeah. I'm not sure what that would be. And I'm not never sure why he does it. 
is it, if it's poison, why bother? Why not just shoot him? Yeah, you've shot so, the guards. Um, I'm taking it as just like some something to knock him out. Actually, when he kills the guards. Mm. No. I guess to knock him out. It's, is it not so he can wake him up later and then no. do his secret plan with him? I think so. But I love the bit where he kills the guards. That feels like the way Hitman should have been. Yeah, to be honest. yeah. Hitman the game, yeah. yeah. It's an enclosed space for a start. Mm-hmm. And it's phonetic. And it's quick. And it's scale. It's, it's a bit more like Batman Begins, I would say. Mm-hmm. There's planning behind it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not just kind of like chance killing. Mm-hmm. There's Which, a scene a lot like this in uh, Luke Besson's Nikita. Uh-huh. Um, but it's less planned. She's got to take out this guy and then just escape. Mm. But it's done so much better in Nikita than it is done here. That is one magic spoon, though, eh? That is a magic spoon. <clears throat> CGI to fuck. Because <laughs> <laughs> he sees the re- reflection of the bodyguard in the spoon. That's yeah, right. Right. That's right. I remember that. Terrible. <laughs> so after he kills this guy, he's back at the hotel with Nika. And she tries and to ride him. She doesn't half try and ride him. <laughs> and she's like, come on, cowboy. And he's like, nah, I'm going to drug you. <laughs> Let me just inject you with it. I know you want to inject... <laughs> I want to inject you with something. <laughs> this isn't maybe what you think. Just not my penis. <laughs> <laughs> he's kind of got that backwards, though, doesn't he, Bob? He does. You only have to, <laughs> to drug the girls if they're not in there. <laughs> <laughs> oh. I would like to distance myself from the three. <laughs> well, possibly he's maybe just used to blow up dolls or something like that. Something a bit lifeless. <laughs> what a dirty bastard this so, man is. Come on, let's get to the gun the gun trade. This guy is so fucking greasy. Did you check the grease <laughs> on this motherfucker? It's it's Scotland and he's in Istanbul. Holy <laughs> those, shit. Those those Two things don't mix. He's like all dressed up in leather and a house coat. <laughs> With his greasy hair. No wonder he's sweating lots. No fucking wonder. <laughs> and he clearly needs a shave. Clearly. <laughs> oh, and a bath and a shower. <laughs> Grotty. A bit like you, Ross. <laughs> <Yeah>. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> A gunfight gun at a gun sale, eh? Apparently so. We didn't see that coming when we saw all those guns on that table. <laughs> and one greasy bastard at the end of it. <laughs> Scarface. This, this is a bit like the gunfight from The Matrix. Remember that bit? Yes. The, the, the it's funny you should mention Corridor that. with the pillars on it. This is a, a, almost a direct lift mm-hmm. of that corridor scene. There's Even with the techno music mm-hmm. bumming in the background. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bumming in the background. <laughs> Ah, <laughs> oh, bumming. <laughs> Can't Such a, a flexible word. <laughs> bum up and you bum down. <laughs> bum around. A bum around. <laughs> bum, bum, bum around. I bum around. <laughs> From town to town. <laughs> I will say, the I'll only thing that I do like about town. this scene is the wee quiet moments you get. Because there are a few mm. where he's just... <sighs> he's just going to compose himself. There's only fucking 50 more people to kill. Bang, 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 bang. <sighs> <sighs> 39 more people to kill. <laughs> Those are the bits I liked. Yeah. The actual action scene, yeah, totally. Rip off Matrix. Mm-hmm. But I bet they were so proud of that. 
Not a single whore Chris killed in the crossfire. It's I killed a shit. I killed a shit. It's him for a reason. Oh yeah. <laughs> not just him that's shooting though. It's also Mr. Sean Connery and Hunt for Red October over there. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I am the Russian. There's not. There's not even really much like. Tell scene other than the gunfight because yeah. you know when he gets him by himself, he just goes, "What do you want from me?" Then he just shoots him, and you're like, "Okay, that's the end of that scene then." But that's one of the problems with this film is that it's just too excessive. Mm. They could have just had that guy could have been the guy at the restaurant <laughs> in the toilet. Yeah, he could have took him out then and there. And that would have been that. That would have been it. Yeah. No need for this other scene. Nope. But you've got to do everything to excess. Because you're low budget, you've got to make it look huge. And, and like I said, this scene is done much better in uh, A Bittersweet Life. Mm-hmm. Great film. Great shootout at the end. Guy has nothing to lose. There's a reason for a shootout of that scale. Because he has nothing to lose. And because he's willing to expend every single bullet he has. Rather than just, yeah, I'm at a gun sale. <laughs> Might as well. Might as there for the choosing. I did quite like the dual wielding Uzi as well mm. I was quite like the game it was quite like Max Payne actually mm. which we're not going to do <laughs> Mark Wahlberg's finest acting achievements <laughs> no <laughs> so he kills the guy for Lost and then the ghetto does up his tie and a thrilling moment of cinema <laughs> and this is where we learn about her dream her dream is to raise penguins and grapes. <laughs> <laughs> well, the penguin talk is I'm not so subtle. I'm just putting the feelers out for your feelings and commitment over there. Because <laughs> it's very... Do you know penguins made for life? <laughs> I admire them for that. What do you think about that, Mr. Hitman? <laughs> nah, I like telling people. <laughs> That's my thing. <laughs> thing is would you marry this guy I mean really the guy that's the, the person that's marrying you will probably end up dead everybody at the reception is probably going to end up dead <laughs> the best man's definitely going to be dead definitely <laughs> if not trying to kill you yeah I mean really it would have to be a small here, are all, here are all my friends just an audience of bald people <laughs> <laughs> all on one side <laughs> and everybody who's ripe for the slaughter on the, on the other side looking a bit nervous mostly whores <laughs> anytime somebody gets up to go to the toilet <laughs> they don't come back <laughs> that's great that's a good homage <laughs> so this is a bit where she says that I mentioned earlier where she says <laughs> her family raised grapes <laughs> in the Urals of Russia I raised grapes <laughs> I mean I've been to vineyard. you've been to vineyards you've mm-hmm. been to vineyard. I mean they're nice mm. but I wouldn't want to own one let alone run one it looks like a lot of work sending all those grapes off to school every morning yeah. <laughs> <laughs> making all those tiny little sandwiches it's <laughs> a lot a lot of work a big commitment I reckon hmm I think that's what Hitman was thinking there too. Yeah, yeah, look at his face. Holy like, shit, I was with you right up until you said vineyard. <laughs> really, professional killing is more my forte. <laughs> I mean, I could shoot the grapes off the vine. Why? <laughs> Your dad raised grapes. He knew nothing. <laughs> you grow grapes. <laughs> Looks like he's raised a nut. <laughs> <laughs> 
this is when she's the... dressed as the Scottish widow. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Do you remember that advert? <laughs> More adverts to look uh, up on this YouTube. We hear all about these days. <laughs> oh dear. So that's Plan B for seduction. Mm-hmm. Plan A was penguins. Graves. <laughs> plan B is um, plan B is actually when she says um, well we have time for foreplay when mm. he mentions that he's got a gag in the book that's right it's a bit weird and again they're just trying to break the ice the characters oh, look, and he can he kind of goes hmm and then the next scene you see is still a car just driving A at normal speed and B not pulling over <laughs> two things that would not happen and then somebody goes oh foreplay you go Okay, let me just get to the hotel a bit quicker. <laughs> or you go, climb in the front seat, honey. This is quite a quiet road, isn't it? <laughs> but slightly less fun, we cut to the office again <laughs> with Dougray and Jenkins. Jenkins, here's my cup of tea. <laughs> what the fuck is this? It's a suitcase, sir. <laughs> Fucking suitcase. What the fuck's in it? <laughs> the Russian bastards have took everything. <laughs> Apart from this huge key. <laughs> this, fuck, this must be made of gold, this key. And they never thought of keeping it? This no. key is a MacGuffin and a half, though. Oh, Fucking, isn't it's it half? The rest of the plot of the film. I would have accepted a really <laughs> small key hidden somewhere in that briefcase. He's found the key to the plot. <laughs> and that's why I didn't want to give you that award too early. <laughs> Jeez, that's terrible. That is terrible. But I've got at least one worse one later. <laughs> but yeah, this huge key mm-hmm. in this suitcase, and it's like the only thing that's still in there. Yep. I'm calling bullshit on that. Yep. Quite understandable. Or mm. Exposition, exposition, exposition. Because this is the this the, is the goodbye scene. No, no. There's a scene in between here where. We see the FSB agent going down and speaking to the the president. He's not oh, really right, the president, yeah, yeah. but they start they speaking in Russian. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> they didn't take his face off. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they start speaking in Russian and then just fall in English for no reason at all. <laughs> to see how that can be done well, watch Star Trek Six, and you've got characters going from one language to another, and it's there to set up that the characters are talking that language. And then the fact that they're yeah. just queuing you in on the fact that they're now just speaking English so you know what they're saying. The yeah, yeah, yeah. does that as well. It can be done well. I'm not saying it can be done well. It's done badly. <laughs> of course, but we've got to rush things along. You know how he's number 47? Do you remember in Snoopy when there was a kid called Five? Do you know, he also grew up to be a hitman? <laughs> no, he grew up to be in Star Wars and he was Red Five. <laughs> <laughs> is he Red Five Luke? Yes, yes it is. So he grew up to be like Skywalker. Yes, he did. What a lucky boy. I'm supposed to be going to the Tashi station to pick up some power converters. <laughs> what are you, little fuck? <laughs> Honestly. And you thought it couldn't get worse. <laughs> Until you met Daddy. As a wee boy. Yippee! <laughs> are you an angel? So remember we were making those Yakov Smirnov jokes earlier on about how in Russia a bullet killed you, things like that. And another cultural difference seems to be that in churches here we have uh, candles, you know, nice things that generally light the place. Blowing in the wind? Sometimes, depending on which princess guys. (laughs) Um, But in Russia they seem to have pyrotechnic (laughs) flamethrowers. 
as the background of the shot is full of huge flames. Mm, mm. It's like the funeral of uh, the president's brother isn't happening in a church as much as hell. So. <laughs> I think this is one of these wacky ministers that's like, let's sex up God a little bit <laughs> by having fire in the background when I do my sermon. Fire. That's where you're going. That's where you're going if you don't believe in God. Do you think they have an evangelical preachers in Russia? They must do. <laughs> they must do. Mm, I think the Orthodox Catholic thing may have taken over a bit of that. Hi, <laughs> <laughs> so Mr. Russian pedo guy wanders into Silent Hill all of a sudden. What is with that? What, the... He's in charge of the FSB. You'd imagine he's quite smart yeah. to be in charge of that organisation, mm. right? And he just falls for the oldest trick in the book. It's like the, the big horror movie cliche, walking down corridors, obviously listening to sounds and following the sounds. Mm, not very well. I just lock my fucking door. <laughs> Come and get me. Come and get me. <laughs> In my house. In my house, you bastard. <laughs> Wait, then, I know where the kitchen is. You know, kind <laughs> of have radios and things. Hello, uh, two dozen guys, come and help me, please. Thanks. Back up. Hello. It's a specific number, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> I need two dozen. Three dozen just overkill. <laughs> Might take them away from other important work. <laughs> There's no more important work than my saviour. <laughs> You know, we mentioned face-off. This battle all around the church and the funeral side, it's very face-off. Mm, yes. This is, is this the one where he gets taken into the bath? Yeah, the FSB yeah, guy. Yeah, he yeah, gets yeah. put in the bath first before it's the saw. funeral. It's yeah, saw. Yeah, it turns it's saw, saw, isn't it? Exactly saw. There's a heavy influence of saw there, obviously. Saw was just right there. Yeah. But mm, weirdly, though, I think the way this is set up as well is it's quite Bond villain too. Mm-hmm. But with the Bond villain being a hitman. Yeah. <laughs> the Bond villain being the good guy this time. No, Mr. Russian FSB man. I expect you to get on this radio and contact your superior and tell him to shoot the Belikov double, get the bulletproof glass, and then hit it again, and then hit it again, and then shoot him again. That's what I expect. <laughs> <laughs> At which point he's died by the time he's explained that. <laughs> Yeah, so you alluded to that earlier on. The the sniper guy shoots the glass. Shoots the glass. Shoots the glass. <laughs> shoots the glass. And <laughs> nobody moves. <laughs> nobody goes, what was that? He's behind Popmobile glasses. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Shoots the glass a second time. So. And still, nobody really moving. Nobody diving nobody to take reacting. the president to the floor. Third bullet breaks the glass this time. Mm-hmm. Even he doesn't duck. No. Nah. You'd think, you know, somebody's shooting me. Oh, first bullet, exactly. I'd be ducked. Second bullet, definitely. Mm-hmm. Third bullet, well, you're your own head it. being. <laughs> you're a fool for still being there. Yeah. <laughs> fool me twice, shame on you. <laughs> <laughs> fool me thrice, you could shoot me in the head. <laughs> <laughs> so Hitman's subtle plan is to break in and shoot everyone. They basically get the president guy away from the main security Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. to the secondary security that they've got. The backup plan, obviously, to get them out. The evacuation plan. Well, they use gas. To gas everybody in the the funeral. Mm. Do you remember the siege on a cinema that Chechen rebels did and the FSB... Well, I don't Mm. know if it was FSB, but it was a Russian military... Used gas and... Instead of just knocking everybody out, like they said it would, it killed several mm. innocent people as well. And I'm sure as they the, did the as well terrorists on yeah. their way in. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Quite, so yeah, like it's, it's say, pretty quite bad. Taste. Was that was that 
pre this, was it? Yeah, it was it pre this, was, but yeah. not by much. I don't think it was no, around about no, it. Was, it was in 2000 somewhere, wasn't it? I've got a feeling it was before uh, September 11th. Yeah. It was around about yeah. there. Jeez, that's not a long time for wounds to heal. Eh? <laughs> no. I imagine this did very well in Russia. Mm. I can't imagine. Up, up until that scene I'd imagine it was going okay and then people were like fuck fuck this <laughs> fuck this motherfucker all Russians not bad guys <laughs> fucking <laughs> bastards when you said that at first though it sounded like an impression of black American <laughs> yeah well cut that out <laughs> I'm a racist on my CV <laughs> I'm doing edit, I'm putting it right up top. <laughs> the first thing people will hear. I don't know about sexist misogynist. <laughs> but racist. <laughs> Please. You've got some standards. Yeah. Oh, I certainly do. So yeah, he gets them away and... Uh, Turns out he's one of the security force. Yeah. What a guy. Smart move. What a Smart guy. Smart move for the end level. <laughs> and, and he ends up sitting on the... The Iron Throne, but he has a huge well, yeah. fight. There's the f- yeah, there's the, the fight before fight with that. The, the last remaining it's Hitman. A terrible mm. fight, though. Aha! But it gives me a chance for my last pun. <laughs> <laughs> As he rips the guy's ear, ear off. Yep. Oh, ear, ear. <laughs> that must have been sore. Guy just wasn't listening to me. Oh, he had oh. to get his ear. <laughs> <laughs> had to bend his ear. <laughs> oh. But then he slams the guy's head in his boot Jesus. the guy's just lying there with half an ear oh let me die I'll just get you there quicker mate <laughs> here's my size 12 boot right in your head ouch I'm reckoning Tim- Timothy Olyphant has a size 9 you think? Mm. I'm sure he's quite tall I'm sure he is but he's the wrong body feet. shape <laughs> small feet now, he's, now you're saying he's got like a small penis now Yep. Is he small feet? <laughs> oh, that's terrible. I've got that's... size 9 feet, how dare you? <laughs> but you're not Timothy Oliphant. <laughs> your neck matches your head, though. <laughs> what he's saying is, he loves you. <laughs> and I'm not talking about the top half of your body, either. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, it is blatantly the Iron Throne. Yes. Does the, He's does the, the king um, slash pope. Does the FSB guy die, or is he he's still alive due to that bathtub? Uh, he's meant to be still alive because he keeps pressing the button yeah, and it doesn't and work happens. and eventually it works at zero mm. minutes zero zero seconds yeah. so that was nice of him that was very nice of him I'd have killed him <laughs> <laughs> I'd have not attached that walkie talkie to anything nope. just not attached the cables so that even though he does press it doesn't go to anything and he just flies anyway mm. as I said the FSB have a helicopter outside when they're fighting mm. and they just wipe out this whole building with two machine guns and yeah. I said well if Belikov wasn't dead before, he is now. <laughs> Certainly is now. Because they take this guard's word that uh, they shot the president. Uh, he might have shot the president, but they don't know that he's <laughs> killed the president. <laughs> Hope he doesn't need an eye test. <laughs> this guy on the helicopter gunship has got some trigger finger, hasn't he? <laughs> oh, he shot the <laughs> No, they said the president shot the bad guy. <laughs> Just an update. The president's foot was shot. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah Oliphant uh, sits on this chair so we cut back to the very start of this film well the CIA come along and swing their dicks a wee bit and let Timothy Oliphant 
out. Which yeah. pisses yeah. off Dougray Scott because Dougray arrests him. He uses that key from yeah. Edgar on <laughs> to open this door. He's got the key. He's, He's got, got the secret. power. <laughs> He's got the power. He arrests him. It's his call. Takes him in his wee van. And then they get stopped by CIA agents who aren't there. No jurisdiction. No jurisdiction. They're not there. We could kill you right now. Nobody would know. And he just... As if by magic. (laughs) Slips away. Nobody was watching him apparently (laughs) during this whole thing. Jenkins. Jenkins, what the fuck were you doing? Were you not watching that fucking maniac? (laughs) Oh, uh, sorry, sir. I did did hurt my arm, man. (laughs) Timothy Elephant. fixing my bandage. (laughs) I actually quite liked that bit when Timothy Elephant shot him. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he gets away, and we cut back to the start of this film, which was Timothy Oliphant exposition in in the in the Dougray Scott's house, as I like to call it, the Young Guns Two moment. <laughs> when you've got old Billy the Kid explaining what Young Billy the Kid was <laughs> up to. Just the this song, this film really had to go into a Bon Jovi song again because <laughs> he's one dead or alive. He he basically says. This guy is the guy that did all the things that you're looking for. If you take the gun that I've got here and the prints on that guy and match it. So, who was that guy? Just another hitman. Is he saying Grease too? There, a random, a random homeless guy. Who's that guy? I'd guess that he was a hitman sent out to kill him, and he just Again, thought, "Hello, yeah. opportunity, opportunity knocks." Oh. <laughs> yeah, wasn't that hitman sent to kill her? As well, uh, yeah. Because then the next the scene that we end. see is her walking down the street, and uh, then we see somebody get killed. Because he's at the well, he's at the very van. Uh, the he's at the, he's at the sniper scope. Yeah. yeah. And you think, oh, why has he, he got a sniper scope out? Because he's protecting her. But he's already took it off a guy who was going to kill her. Yeah. And Which, so to look down at towards her. Yeah. yeah. Is he just going to like? provide overwatch for the rest of life now <laughs> he has to. just like wherever you are I'll be in a, a point where I can snipe somebody else yeah. that could possibly be sniping you no that's not feasible <laughs> no because then you've got to do the born thing of going after the organisation mm-hmm. can I just say two other things about the, when he's in Dougie Scott's house that I found quite funny one is he must have killed those two guys when his daughters were upstairs being just asleep <laughs> it's, it's pretty horrific guys. Oh no, sorry, There's one, one guy. guy. The one, one guy, the one guy that one. he wants to be him. Well, we don't know that he killed him in the house. No, it, he could have just dragged him in the house. But you're right. Like, it would have been if they get up for a pee in the middle of the night. Well, he says, <laughs> I think that's mentioned, but I can't remember how he covers that. I've dug them. Just keep them out of this room, but it's the fucking kitchen, <laughs> bastard. Where are they going to get their fucking breakfast? <laughs> this fucking dead body hanging here. <laughs> That's pretty <laughs> fucking horrific for my wee daughter, as I know. Also, as well, he doesn't he disappear like Batman. Yeah. He just walks out the door. <laughs> See you then. Right, cheerio. <laughs> fucking years of therapy and all the crayon drawings that are going to get done after that. Hey, Daddy, what's that? <laughs> oh, that's just a dead body. Never mind that. That's just I Daddy see- brought his work in, Wim. That's what milk or cold milk in your cornflakes. <laughs> I've seen plenty when I lived in Glenrock. There's never been any harm. <laughs> oh, for fuck's sake. Ah, <laughs> oh, dear. Actually, if it was a Scottish beer, they'd be fucking touching the body, wouldn't they? And try to poke it and make it come to life and everything. Our music is Mr. Beef's Thousand Furious Bees. Check him out on MySpace. Just search for M I S T E R B E E P.
So that's the film. So Grant, jump the shark moment. Um, moment. Singular. Please don't start making them clear away. What's your list? <laughs> My top ten jump the shark moments. In a ten. <laughs> the whole thing for me is really is the key that he finds. That I think that is just the most awful part. And I think it just represents the fact that this film feels the need to explain everything to you all the time. It's just it's again and again and again. Bell look off as a double. I have to go. <laughs> I don't know why I was doing that voice, but okay. Um, it's a Scottish bastard who's doing my accent. Why? He's talking about the Russian. <laughs> so the, the key explains the rest of the plot, and it's ridiculously convoluted as well. Mm-hmm. There's no way that little bit of dialogue on there explains everything. <laughs> and so for my moment, I've chosen the bit where he, Dougie Scott, actually works out that this key, what is written on this key, is the plot to what he's doing mm. and to add an extra layer of why I find, find this scene quite hilarious is the, the monk guy that he grabs to get him to explain looks mm. like Terry Jones <laughs> in the life of Brian yeah, he does. when he's taking the silence <laughs> oh my foot <laughs> so just because that that was enjoyable for that but also it's my job the sharp mode Bob? You've got quite a, quite a paragraph there. <laughs> I do. I do. And I'm going to agree with you. I can't pick one specific point, but I'll pick like the whole ending. <laughs> the last third of the film. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, you get A leads to B leads to C, and I can't stand that type of mousetrap. I just. <laughs> really, I mean, unless they're done really well where like a team of editors are cutting the hell out of the thing mm. like the recent Star Trek Into Darkness I know you've probably still not seen that okay. yet but at the end of that you're like oh you're so caught up in it oh wow that was great that was oh that was okay oh maybe that wasn't okay <laughs> oh what went on there oh I didn't like that very much mm. so you come away from that low budget films like this shouldn't try and aim that high with like huge huge scenes action huge budget scenes that they've not got mm. this would have worked very well if it had been quiet like like the bathroom scene mm-hmm. it worked well because there wasn't a lot going on it was all about his character doing what he does best it's like that the violence was short and short well used ah, exactly exactly yeah, sharp and quiet uh-huh. yeah, which is what a hitman should be mm-hmm. and it doesn't involve huge gunships he's not a hitman he's just an action star isn't he yeah yeah and this Skip Woods must have something to do with gunship ownership or something because there's a gunship in A Good Day to Die Hard. Gunship there's a gunship in uh, Wolverine. Yeah, there is. Uh, yeah. Not huge gunship, but there's a gunship in yeah. that. So this guy must love his, his gunships. So, yeah. that, that is his main reason for taking off projects. And, well, A Good Day to Die Hard is a good example. Film? I don't think I can get a, a gunship <laughs> A Good Day to Die Hard is a good example because that's just filled with so much mousetraps a leads to B, leads to C, leads to D, mm. and then you get the next scene, oh, A leads to B, leads to C, and you're like, for fuck's sake, give me a break, <laughs> just tell me a story. Uh, whereas at least Hitman was kind of watchable mm. up until, like Grant said, that probably that scene with the key, and then that uncovers the plot, which A leads to B, leads to C. It's so annoying. On the same page, high five? <laughs> I would agree with that. But uh, even at the end of this, I had no idea who the organisation was. <laughs> or who Diana was I mean you raised that point earlier 
Diana's why, lost her job. Possibly. Why wouldn't he go and save Diana, who probably, presumably now mm-hmm. is on the run and in a bit of trouble? Well, you think about Bourne, like yeah. he gets that, that analyst out from right. uh, Treadwell, doesn't he? Treadwell, is that the Treadstone. Treadstone, eh? Nicky, I know my Bourne. Timothy, Timothy Treadwell was... <laughs> Timothy the, Treadwell, the, yes. That was Grizzly Man. <laughs> That's right. He got eaten by a fucking beer. He Spoilers. Him <laughs> and his girlfriend. Spoilers. <laughs> but yeah, that was my jump the shark moment. Same as Grant's, really. The, the whole end um, just annoyed me. I could see that. I could see that. My jump the shark moment was... Um... <laughs> Hi, I'm Mr. CIA guy. And I'm here to tell you about what's just happened <laughs> and what's about to happen because I'm pretty sure you can't follow it. <laughs> the mistake I think here is assuming that the vast majority of people that are playing computer games are A, stupid, and B, kids. Mm-hmm. And the thing with these kinds of games is that, yeah, it's got a story and it's maybe what, set up. What has more convoluted plots than games these days, though, eh? Well, you that's the I mean? thing. You've got a game, so how many hours are you playing it? Say you maybe play two hours a night if you're, you know, 20 and you're working and you're you're coming home playing it maybe after you work or whatever. Maybe play two hours a night. Maybe last you a couple of weeks, right? You can't really boil that down into... (laughs) Unless you're going to take the style and just go with that. And that's not what they've done. (laughs) They've went with an action film in the style of Hitman, which it's, it's not even taken enough of the Hitman element. So this like blatant over the top. Here is what is happening mm-hmm. because you can't follow it. Like, as soon as I said Saddam Hussein's doubles, like around the kind of time that we're talking about, you know, we're talking about post Iraq invasion, yep. it's two thousand seven. So you know, we yeah we know about it. So we know what's going on. You don't need to tell us. <laughs> like yes, we understand. There's maybe a bit of is it the double that was shot or is it the actual president that was shot, but. That could be explained to us by people later on rather mm. than a CIA guy on a phone. And it does, it, it treats you as stupid and not understanding that it takes down the level of narrative from maybe what was quite a good story in a game, some, somebody had worked quite hard on, to, oh, you'll like this because you like the game. And you're like, no, this, this is shit. And I've got a good taste in games, but this is a shit film. <laughs> so why would those two marry up? And you're miss they miss the audience. Mm-hmm. They do miss the audience. Like my, me and my whole family, bar my mum, played all of Max Payne. The first Max Payne game is excellent, if a little bit nosy in some of the some slow of motion scenes where you're spinning about. Great story, brilliant story, absolutely horrible film. Mm. <laughs> so yeah, my jump the shark moment is Mr. CIA exposition. I think you probably hit on something there that seems to be a problem with a lot of these films is they're just not giving the audiences any credit. They want to play to the teen audience, which they imagine the teen audience are totally stupid. Yeah. And I'm guessing there's a lot of teenagers out there that are quite smart because some of them are fucking billionaires. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Your audience for computer game-based things now is not just teenagers anymore. Mm-hmm. Us sitting here probably grew up in the boom of computer games. Mm-hmm. Like when they really took off from something that some people could afford to tell something that yeah probably somebody can afford some kind of console along some sort of generation and we're the generation as well that still play computer games mm-hmm. in our 30s which it's is not the first generation that that's kind of ever done that yeah you, you take kids toys from our previous like the previous generations they like our parents don't play with them now <laughs> that's, that's so. how it is yeah 
Whereas we still play with, essentially, which were the toys of our generation, which were computer games. Get naked. Is that what you're going to say? 50th episode. From here on now, it's naked. It's, is this a nudist house? Am I in a nudist house? Why is everybody naked? Am I dreaming? That's where we've got good lines. <laughs> That's us. You can follow us on Twitter at Don't Jump Shark. Email, Bob? Is Don't Jump the Shark at hotmail.com. What a mouthful. That's what she said. <laughs> You sexist, misogynist, <laughs> dirty bastard. Who? Not Olga Kurlenko. <laughs> no. A size nines did not fill her mouth. <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of size nines, <laughs> Facebook rap. <laughs> Don't jump the shark film podcast. That's been our 50th episode. Hope you enjoyed the last nice. 50 that we've done. <laughs> yeah, give us a review if you did. Yes, write a review. You lazy fox. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Nice, insult the audience, I like it. <laughs> Just like this film did to us. See, Bob. Bob's always on point. <laughs> Bringing it back to the podcast. Yeah. Bring it back to the film, Bob. <laughs> Can't insult the people that can feed you. <laughs> if only they fed us, Bob. <laughs> Please feed us. Uh, don't drop the shark. Send food parcels too. <laughs> Just, oh, don't jump the shark out. What, what you're saying is you're going to insult people until they start feeding you. <laughs> Drop them off at Glenrothes Town Centre. We will pick them up on a daily basis. <laughs> Food parcels needed. Stop. <laughs> Pass. Next one's House of the Dead. That's us. Cheerio. See you later. Uh, ciao. Next time on Don't Jump the Shark. House of the Dead. You know, I hope we get one of these camera shots for every single one of the characters, not just this one. Oh, goody. <laughs> Personally, I hope Clint Howard's in it. <laughs> oh, goody. I have never seen this film. Oh, goody. <laughs> You're in for a treat. Or are you? No. <laughs> I can tell with they watch it. In preparation for the film, instead of... Instead of watching the film, I'm going to play the game. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like more fun. <laughs>